how do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley. I have a very, very special guest with me on today. I have Steve King. Steve is the co-founder and CEO of Black Swan Data, the fastest growing startup in the UK, which uses artificial intelligence to predict human behavior. They work with such brands as Disney, PepsiCo, GSK, and many, many others. Welcome, man. Happy to have you on the show. Ryan, very nice to see you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped too, man. Like, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but it's it's like God or the universe uh, coming to me. And I have like founders, it seems like in waves and I'm in the middle of the AI wave right now. So excited to have you on to uh, add some value there. So before we get a little bit deeper into your story, uh, what I'd like to do is go through a quick revenue rundown. So walk me through kind of like where you're at in terms of your ARR. Sure. So for uh, we're a young business, we just passed 10 million ARR last last month, last quarter. Um, and then, yeah, we're, our growth rate is just over 100 percent. So uh, nice, easy numbers for us at the moment as we're adding them up. And uh, yeah, we're in the fun bit, I'd imagine most of you guys would say. Yeah, well, 100 percent growth is pretty damn good, man. So 10 million ARR, awesome work. Uh, what's your go to market strategy or primary go to market strategy? Uh, so we're outbound, uh, outbound mostly. Um, we have a yeah fantastic uh, SDR team. We work directly with big brands. Uh, we we don't, uh, currently at the moment we don't work through agencies, but we love partners. We we just don't really have any. So yeah, we're out there to customer direct outbound from our our team in London uh, and out in New York, going out and hitting the road and hit, meeting customers. Okay, so primary like outbound with the sales go to market motion kind of combo. Okay, cool. Yeah. So how large is your team? Uh, so team at the moment, a uh, growth team itself is 20 people. We're 150 people big um, in general. Yeah. And sorry, just going back is obviously with COVID, it's been a very difficult time. The, the research industry we work in, marketing and events was the main way, was our mainstay. So this outbound, you know, two years ago in Black Swan didn't exist. Yeah. But now is 100% of our, of our outbound. So yeah, it's a changing world, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's thrown a lot of people for a loop just in terms of like the adjustments that people have needed to make on the fly. So, um, mm. so are you bootstrapped or funded? Uh, we're funded. Yeah, if we are just closing around in about three and a half hours, as we were discussing just a little bit earlier. So, right. yeah, we're, this is our Series B, really. Um, yeah, uh, and we're already funded by uh, Mitsui, Blackstone, um, Albion Ventures uh, in in the UK. And I can't talk about who I'm going to talk about in the next couple of hours. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats. That's that's amazing news, and I'm sure to go out and celebrate. Um, like we talked about, right? Once that's completed. Uh, and then can you walk us through your solution a little bit, just so everyone has an understanding of like what you do, who you serve and, and what it kind of looks like? Yeah, sure. We work in um, product research and new product development. Uh, the, in new product development, over 80% of new products that hit the shelves fail in the first six months. Really? It's astounding for our five products fail. So um, what Black Swan is doing is listening to all the conversations that are on the internet where people are broadcasting, you know, what you have for lunch, who you love, who you hate, what you had for dinner. Um, all those conversations around food, particularly food and beverages or maybe over-the-counter products or your pets, we're listening to the public conversations. We've got access to a great partner through Twitter and other data sources like Reddit and crazy places like, um, you know, uh, Mumsnet and what, what's your favorite cookie? Um, all these places we're listening to people's opinions about products and what we're doing then is as we have over eight years history of, of social 
public posts. We're projecting those forward. And we can predict in 12 months' time with almost 90% accuracy how many people are going to be talking about a topic or an ingredient, uh, a benefit they feel from eating, having an ingredient like an energy drink. Um, and we're, we are then just using those for, to give them to brands so that they know that when they're making those product decisions, they're making them in a place when the product hit the shelf at the right time when people are ready for it and they're going to be excited and that product's going to be a success. That's amazing. I, I love that. I, and I probably could talk to you about this for like three hours just out of curiosity. <laughs> so so just to recap it in a, a simpler version. So you're you're basically doing social listening across like Reddit, Twitter. And then what was the other platform or primary area that you focus on? Well, so we call it social prediction. So we absolutely the same social data that you're finding social listening. But we obviously are very wide. So I say we find it in ran- random little sites like where it's my favorite, Hi-Fi, Mumsnet. There's so many conversations publicly where people are publicly broadcasting their opinion. You know, Twitter's amazing. But there are millions, you know, there are hundreds of thousands that Black Swan is connected to just listening for triggers about what people want to find in their products. And that's our job is to make that really easy for brands. So, you know, there's a conversation going on in Japan, you know, which is going to be important to a brand in the US. We're finding that well before anyone else knows and projecting where it's going to go and when it's going to be important. That's fascinating. And then I know you also have a, a foundation, White Swan, right, that, that leverages some of the same technology. Could you, could you talk about that really from a high level perspective? Sure. Th- thank you for asking, uh, Ryan. Yeah, so White Swan was started by our swans and black swan a couple of years ago. My sister suffered from a, a very difficult to diagnose disease. So in the US and in the UK, you know, rare diseases can be up to six years, six years average to, to diagnose. And during that diagnosis time, you know, a lot of damage can happen and it's very difficult. I can speak personally. So we found that using this technology, which can understand, you know, the associations between what people are talking about, we're able actually to look at features of diseases. So when people are broadcasting I've got a curled toe, you know, or my elbow went sore before my eye went. These things are all patterns for which doctors don't really get the opportunity to see because they just get you for a little period of time. So we found with White Swan, we can really increase the speed of um, of someone finding their diagnosis by giving them access to basically a million people's opinions on the internet about what their disease was and, and a trained algorithm that's beginning to learn now, you know, what how to diagnose this disease. That's amazing. I, I love that. I mean, there's got to be so many use cases for that. And, you know, like, I think it's awesome that you, you kind of took the bull by the horns. That was one of the things when, you know, I always look up my guests to do some research. And I saw that I was like, oh, this is absolutely amazing. You're just like, ah, I'm not going to accept that diagnosis and I'm going to find a way. And so it was awesome that you were to help your sister with that. Really, really cool. So. Good, good research. Thank you. And, and, it, and it definitely wasn't me. I told the people in Black Swan what we did. And then, you know, they've created something real from it. So it's, it's an incredible. Well, that's how the spark starts, man. That's how it starts. So um, so why don't you give us a, a background about kind of how you got to this point? You know, because AI, I, I've, I've heard a wide range of, of the, I should say, the deep well you have to dig to get the algorithms built up before mm. you create your product. I've heard of people having to create multiple patents. Um, so what was your journey to kind of get to this point? And uh, would just love to hear the ups and downs of it and how you got here. Wow, that's so unfair. And I know you definitely know how to do your research now, don't I? So we, the, the road to product market fit for Black Swan was not a straight 
road. It was not a straight climb up a mountain. It was a lot of jagged goes around. Um, and we tried everything. So when we first started, we were bootstrapped. So we were an agency that was using, you know, social data and technology. You know, the Black Swan message that there's data out there that can help you see the future better. But we didn't really have a product. We just had this idea of this Black Swan, which came up with, whose idea was my, from Hugo, my fellow founder. Um, and then over time, we kept on trying products. You know, we tried like products, which were cool. That they would like work out what people were doing the weekend on a barbecue weekend, how many burgers they'd sell really accurately great idea but didn't really stick as a product because you know just there's about seven retailers in the world who care you know and we went through so many different applications we started three or four businesses with 51 percent interest and then burnt those you know and we just went round and around till eventually what we found with this long-term prediction like no one is predicting the long-term future quantifiably mathematically with confidence and letting people who make really hard expensive decisions about long-term future so that's where we were like ah this is a interesting we found a like a partner client in PepsiCo, like, yeah, I can see if you can predict with this level of accuracy that this could help our product mix. And we haven't looked back since, you know, they're still our, you know, one of our favorite customers, like big customer, and they're driving our innovation. And we're really lucky then to have some amazing brands and following who are just pushing us to use this technology and create a roadmap, which is like finding new use cases. And we've only found probably three or 4%, I believe, of the use cases we can possibly do with this, with this new AI technology. But um, yeah, so we're just... I would say it was a lot of mistakes and but just like resilience to get back up and try again and try again and try again and then we hit it and then once you did as you said it's like a deep dig and it's like a gold mine and then it's just hold on <laughs> well let me ask you this i mean so were you ever at a point where you in your mind failed or you're at like a breaking point where you're like i don't know if this shit's gonna work anymore or i don't know if i'm heading down the right path where you seriously start to doubt yourself in terms of like, cause, cause that's the hardest thing. Like you can do five things, right. But if you do the sixth thing wrong, when it comes to product market fit, you could, it, you, you can almost feel like you're just, your whole thing is wrong. Your whole solution is wrong. So did you ever kind of run into that? Uh, you know what? I have such confidence in what we have that I'm not worried about that. My worry is more personally, can I give the company, you know, am I the right person for the company? Am I doing the right things to make sure it can be a success? Because you said, right, it's not just one of six, one of six things goes wrong in the product market fit. It goes wrong. So, but like, I just knew what we have is incredible. and I knew it's useful, you know? And so I've always had confidence to keep going that we would find it. But there were times I looked in the mirror and I was like, have I got the like stamina? Have I, am I the right leader? Now we're 150 people. Like I just, I don't know how to deal with this situation where you know covid had happened i lost 70 percent of the revenue like what the like well, <laughs> so that i think the doubts really come in my own ability to execute rather than what our product and where the you know the people we have in black swan so how did you how did you emotionally power through that like what did you do um, I took a particular taste of brandy. That was uh, some nights where I just have to sit down and have a glass of brandy at the end of the night to, to finish the off. I'm not going to lie. It's not the ideal, not the ideal way. I'm, I, you know, I have good friends. Hugo, my fellow founder, has been with me through this whole thing. So, we, you know, we both like brandy now. Um, and, yeah, and I just like being able to talk to people openly about it. And, and you understand, you know, fellow founders, people in Black Swan, you know, just gives you that, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah, this is common or maybe it's not common, but it's, it's good that it's unusual because I know I'm breaking new territory. Um, and just continually finding people to talk to who listen to me, you know, and, and get their advice and, and just try and, you know, uh, try and keep going. I, I, I always, I'm one of these people, um, you know, who I go, I, 
I believe what I believe when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like I go to bed upset. I wake up in a, in like Steve mode. I go to bed really happy. I wake up the next morning in Steve mode. Like I just fortunately overnight, I, I'm usually good at putting things behind me and just starting the day afresh. That's great, even if it's been a disaster or a good thing. It's like good and bad. It's good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's a good way to bounce back, right? You know, you have have a cocktail or so to let loose a little bit and unwind, and then you know, you're just like, all right, we're back at it again. You know, back in it. So, well said. So, well like, said. what's your why behind what you're doing with, with with Black Swan? Like, you know, what's your vision for the audience you serve and the impact that you can have on the world? Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I really think the world uses too many qualitative decisions when making really big, big decisions. So let's just take, for example, ESG, you know, this worry which we're now beginning aware of the environment. Like we have companies making huge decisions on environmental issues where they're choosing an ingredient in a product. Because like most FMCG products, CPG products, we consume six billion times a day. So just one little thing wrong, you know, by not necessarily using quantified, proper, long-term, you know, proper data that can help make the decision has a huge impact on environment. But not just over environment, you know, the wastage, the people, you know, the the product success, the upset when it doesn't work, the again, you know, so I just I just believe if if people can Take, find the right technology to and, and AI tools, which allow them to get the right data to make long-term decisions better, then actually the world becomes a much better place because there's less waste, you know, we're more accurate, we, we get what people want rather than they don't want. And so I just, that's been the driving thing. You know, the Black Swan, the, the whole Black Swan vision is it's not unpredictable, the world. You know, you just got to find the right data and you've got to yeah. take the effort to go out there and hunt it and, and, and listen to it. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can see that because like, I mean, I think it was what since 2018 to 2021 over that three year time frame, there's more information put out on the Internet than than the entire history of man. Right. Easy, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. It's not slowing down either. It's actually speeding up. And so um, organizations just have a fire hose of data and information out there. So it's really cool that you could aggregate that. So so what do you think, you know, what, what what would you say is the number one secret or I don't want to say hack because hack sounds hacky, right? But what's the number one secret that helped you guys grow from 1 million to 10 million? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, right. Okay. So a brief pause on that. So it was, and that's a really particular time. So 1 million, 10 million have are like cycles. And if you read right, any book, right. you know, you're quite right. So the one to 10. So unfortunately, one to 10, you're still scrappy, aren't you? So your product is still not easy to train, you know, our growth team, our sales team on how to sell it. So, you know, one of the big twists for us was just pairing of a solutions person, you know, with a really good account sales guy together. So you don't expect your amazing solutions guy who can understand and explain the product to be able to have a tough chats about value and about you know about sales but also you're not expecting our sales guys who's who know how people work to necessarily understand how ai works in order just to be able to make the sell that pairing which is from you know our current head of sales at the moment you know put together was a breakthrough because like right we don't need to find these unicorns who can sell but also have to have a degree in ai just to be able to explain what black swan does so i think if there was one thing that broke us away that was that that you know that bit did it really so just pairing up like where so you were trying to find people that could do it all before. Right. And that, that was like getting stuck in the mud, I'd imagine. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'll, uh, yeah, just the, being able to de- decouple the need to find these unicorns who could understand our product and have, 
you know, grown up conversations about growth, um, you know, and make it into two roles was such an amazing breakthrough because it allowed us to then finally scale two normal roles rather than having to find unicorns. Well, yeah. So then once you did that, like, how did it take off? Like, you know, did you have a few sales reps and then you paired it up with a, a few solutions engineers and then you just started to see conversions go through the roof? Or what was that? What was that? What happened exactly? Yeah, you, you nailed it, actually. So one to three solution guide to sales guys, you know, and then, yeah, they and this sales started to go through use because what was happening is, you know, the, the sales guys were good at making sure the account happened, you know, make sure things happened. The solution guys aren't complete finishers. They're dreamers. You know, they want to they wanna talk about products. So that allowed both roles to, to exceed. And it also allowed both roles to be easier to hire. And it just, yeah, from a really slow growth, which is only founder-led sales to the odd salesperson who, you know, who might be able to sell we suddenly took off with a scalable model where you can throw in you know these two these pairs of people together to go and attack an account and it was just you know since then it's been 100 okay that's awesome and, and so what would you say is your single biggest challenge right now to growing to the next level well you've you've heard you can hear my accent i i don't have a u.s accent we you know 90 percent of our revenue comes from the u.s and you know ryan as i was begging you earlier this is an amazing channel to speak to some amazing sales guys because you know we are we want to expand the u.s i myself will be moving to the u.s as well to you know to, to help the train so really it's just finding good sales talent you know who really have you know who are passionate about what what they're doing um you know and know the theory know how to execute really well so yeah my biggest challenge is you know making sure i can grab some you guys to come and help me on the mission <laughs> no, that's i mean it's as i can see that being tough if you're living in a different country and the eight hour time difference or seven hour time difference or whatever and then trying to have a team and then manage clients it's gonna be hard on your your schedule as well i'd imagine right um yeah. so yeah and very hard to find people you know who, who who want to take that mission on of working with a uk company that's trying to come over to you guys to the u.s yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing some amazing things, so I'm sure you'll have no problem uh, taking off once you, once you get that dialed in. So uh, so let me ask you this. What would you say is your your ninja skill? What do you think you do absolutely amazing that led to the growth of your company? And then like just break it down into like three, four, five, even seven steps, whatever it takes to to share other founders if they're trying to grow like you are. Oh, so it's, it's as always with these things, ninja skill is also your Achilles heel. Um, I like, I, I have a really fierce, my, my downfall is my fierce one for fairness, you know, and, um, which is unusual when you're trying to drive a commercial goal. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, so that's, that can be tough sometimes. And, you know, that the bad, the downside of that is, you know, you know, making sure that we're commercial enough and making sure that we get the right people, you know, valued for what they do. And, um, but also looking after the rest of the flock as well. The, um, where that's been a real advantage is just, I, I just, you know, I, I love listening to people and hearing how they work and how they think. And, and that's what I really enjoy doing. And that's, I feel is like my ninja skill is just to understand what people are going through and thinking and, you know, being able to, you know, and, and I, I can feel that as well. So, you know, I, if I, I hate saying ninja skill, but I, if I had one, it's that because I, you know, I, I do enjoy that. And I, and I think that's really, you know, that's really helpful is to be able to listen to people and understand what they want um, and be able to action that um, is, as I've just found super useful every day of my life. So, well, like, and let's take that a step further, because that's an amazing skill that a lot of people struggle with, right? Is that deep emotional understanding and empathy. So like, if you, when you, when you do that, and when you're listening to someone like, 
what are the steps you take in your mind as you're trying to like understand that person? Hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm always weirdly thinking about the situation almost uh, like a cartoon. You know, like we're talking here at the moment, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking what you're thinking about me and how you're feeling. Like, are you, is this right? Is this right for your show at the moment? Is it coming to the end? How am I going to make sure this works well? So I'm trying to worry about what you're worrying about for you, and I find that's helpful then because I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I need to help now here. I need help right here. Like, he wants to wrap this up in a way which is cool, and this is nice, and he wants to get these messages. So I guess I'm I'm kind of projecting myself into you and like worrying about what you're worrying about. And by the time I'm doing that, I feel like we're well, one person, <laughs> just both trying to get to the same place at the same time. Okay, and so then I take it you leverage that across leadership you leverage that across are you, you deeply involved in the sales that's, process that's, as well yeah i'm i've got a rubbish they say leadership is forehand so like yeah rah, and backhand you know assessment kpis i've got a rubbish backhand like absolutely useless but i love chatting to people and seeing how they're feeling and getting us all motivated to go and do something together so yeah i use it with my uh, you know it's the thing i use most of my people yeah obviously customers you've got to like you've got to understand it like you've got to be with them right we've got to be doing this together so it's definitely part of my kind of sales um sales steve as well so you're just kind of born with you you know you're born with the challenges in your and you say you got to live with them and make the most of them well then what about like investors too is that oh investors too yeah but they're dark they see straight through in a second (laughs) 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 don't worry this will be released after you close your next round uh, we could edit that part out whatever so okay awesome man well it was really it was a pleasure having you on the show i want to go through a quick founder's fire before we wrap things up and then you know i want you to share where people could find you so Who's your favorite founder or CEO that, that you think is doing amazing work right now or that you follow? Uh, Elon Musk, about what? Yeah, just incredible. What a mission. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. He, uh, I'm reading a book. Actually, it's called um, Driven. You ever, you ever read the book Driven? No. You ever heard of it? Yeah, it's really interesting because it talks about it, it, the reason why I'm bringing it up is Elon's mentioned in that book. And they're talking about just like different genetic structures that people have, whether it be entrepreneurs, elite athletes, and like Navy SEALs. And wow. they brought, they bring him up and give examples of like how he approaches it, how he's motivated. It's really cool. So oh, uh, anyways, nice. in light of that, as a segue, what's, what's your favorite book you've read over the past couple of years? Oh, um, How Stella Saved the Farm. Uh, so it's, it's a, like, it's, you know, I've read some amazing books, um, but I, I really like How Stella Saved the Farm. If you get the opportunity to read it, it's a story of innovation. It's a story about how a company can change. Uh, and it, but it's, it's like, literally, it's about that big. You can read it in a one bath sitting with a half bottle of red wine. It's really, really good. But it teaches you how companies can change and how to deal with disruption and innovation in a, in a way that goes in genetically rather than the way that like tools and tricks. Oh, nice. And who, who's the author? Do you remember? I know, I can't remember, but I'll definitely send you a link at the end of this so we can put it on the podcast. It's okay, it's okay. Um, all right, and then outside of that, you know, what advice would you give to your your first founder self, knowing what you know now? Oh, um, <laughs> like some days I would say, don't do it. <laughs> and some days I'd say it is the most amazing thing. But like, if you really want to, like, if you really, really want to find yourself, I mean, you know this, right? And you're running like an amazing podcast, which started from nothing. Yeah, right? Right. If you really, really want to find where you are, who you are, where your depth is, where, how far you can go, you just got to do it. You just got to put your foot out there and you've got to ask someone for some money. <laughs> you just got to go and get started. And it doesn't have to be right, right? There's plenty of time to get it right, but to have the balls to go and do it and just say, right, I just like, I'm, I want to find out who I am. 
I want to know, I want to be something. I want to know what I am. Then, you know, that's why you, you become a fan. I love that. Um, last but not least, what, what's your, where do you see the, um, and I was going to ask you one, I'm not, I was going to ask you two. I'm just going to ask you one. Where do you see the future of tech going? Uh, so I, I think tech is, it's really just the way we do things, the automation of what we do. I think what's really interesting, and it's, we're obviously going to a much more quantified, you know, much more thoughtful and much more automated world. I think that's ubiquitous. I think that will um, that will continue. I think what will change is the things that we do with it <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the new uses we find of tech. Um, so, yeah, what really excites me is the new verticals where someone starts doing something really different with tech than they've ever done before. You know, so I just think we'll, we're on this like mission where we just keep on finding these new ways we used to do things one way and then tech comes in and I was like whoa and it doesn't quite start well but then it ticks and then it changes the way it's done and, you know so and these these will never end right They're, remember the world's got so many problems <laughs> tech will save them all but like maybe one problem at a time so yeah I, I, I think tech will continue in its own usual way Borg-like fashion but what I hope to see is like more and more technology in places where we don't do it that's fantastic all right Steve where can people find you where can they find more about Black Swan Thank you. And, and yeah, we're absolutely pleased to come and find us. So you can find us on blackswan.com. Uh, we have offices in New York and London. You can catch me at steve.king at blackswan.com or the accidental CEO one at Twitter at any time at all. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, and Ryan, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak and also to speak to the, the people who listen to this amazing yeah. podcast. So. Dude, it was awesome having you on the show. You're a lot of fun and uh, you have amazing energy. Like I told you when we, we talked prior. So it's a, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in a couple of months when I cover the US. Yeah, there you go, man. All right, sounds good. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.